Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. I just uh, picked up some groceries for my wife, and now I'm headed home. And uh, so we are continually going through season 37, talking about struggles, where they originate, um, how to get through them. How God is with us in them and gets us through them. And really we've been looking at a lot of examples lately, right? Um, uh, Old Testament examples. And now I want to get into a couple New Testament examples. And after we do that, we're going to look at some scriptures and sort of break it down and explain, uh, sort of unpack it, break it down, explain it to get some more insight, you know, on these hardships that happen on a regular basis, right? Being in a fallen world, um, still having this flesh to contend with, having the enemy trying to whisper lies to us, and having the world attempting to lure us away by its influence. So it's a battle, right? It is a spiritual battle. But God always gets a victory. And speaking of victory, you know, as as we look at the New Testament, there's so much to say about, about Jesus, you know, about the temptations and the trials that he faced, you know, how he uh, dealt with them, you know, 100% God, but also 100% human, laying his uh, godly attributes aside in order to be tested at all points except without sin. You know, he faced the same struggles that we do. So we have a savior, we have a God who can relate, who knows exactly what we're going through. And that simple fact alone is incredibly assuring to me and it's comforting completely comforting to me i mean in such a big way but see one of the ways and we could touch on so many ways i don't know if i don't know i don't know there's gonna be like a few part um, message (laughs) on jesus and how he dealt with trials but um but we'll see how it goes okay so the first thing that i think about is uh, when Jesus, uh, you know, his parents lose him. He's in the temple uh, preaching. And the question of why didn't, you know, why did you just go away? Why weren't you here? We were looking for you, all that. Like, you know, he didn't make excuses. You know what he said? I'm, I'm about my uh, father's business. Like, basically, don't you know, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what God wants me to do. And I think that's an amazing thing to say when we're doing God's work and someone's like, well, why are you doing that? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm furthering God's kingdom. I, I'm, I'm being used as a, you know, yeah, sure, empty and broken vessel, but yet filled with the Holy Spirit in order to accomplish God's will and purposes. So I'm doing God's work. So that's one of the ways in which we can sort of answer the question of, well, why do you even follow God? Why do you even do this? Why do you even, you know, read the Bible? Why do you even uh, go to church? Or go assemble together with other believers. Well, I'm about my father's business. Another instance that's obvious, but I think important, is right after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan by John the Baptist, and he was led into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days. How did he deal with this bombardment of temptation over and over? Now, There's only a few of them stated, but most scholars think that the temptations 
there was a lot more, right? There was a lot more to it. And so, um, how did he deal with that? Well, used the word of God as a weapon. Not against other people, but against the enemy. He used the word of God. And he was able to resist temptation because he used the word of God. And we are able to resist temptation being led by the spirit, number one, but also, number two, the word of God. It's very simple. But yet, when we're in the midst of temptation, when something is before us and we have a choice to make, oftentimes we forget, oh, wait, I need to you know, ask the Holy Spirit to lead me, or I need to take the way of escape, or I need to get into the word of God. Sometimes we forget those things when we're tempted because our flesh feels good, like we think we, we were, we just were deceived into thinking that, man, if you just give in, it will just feel and be so much better. But we know that is not even close to true, right? And so Jesus dealt with trials in a lot of different ways. One of them is that when, when uh, the religious leaders would accuse him and ask him questions and kind of interrogate him, you know, some, sometimes he didn't even answer them. Jesus answered questions oftentimes. He answered questions with questions. I think that's a brilliant way to defer criticism or to help the person see what their motive is, you know? You know, other times Jesus just walked away. He just went away to pray. If you're really struggling and go through it, go away and pray. Maybe you don't have anywhere to go. Well, go into your room and pray. I don't know, go into the bathroom and pray. Go somewhere, go on a you know, 20 minute drive and pray. Go on a walk around your neighborhood and pray. Thinking about other ways that Jesus dealt with difficulty, I think one of the main things he did was he, he preached truth. He was uh, the word of God. You know, he is the word, but it was constantly on his lips. It was constantly coming out in his words. And so he was a light. And I think he was so full of, you know, he was. I don't think. He, he was so full of scripture that it just naturally came out like he just responded with it and so again being filled with the truth being filled with precepts um, the judgments the decrees the word of God is so important another thing he did was uh, during the most intense hours of pain there in the garden of Gethsemane he was praying and he had other, you know, he had his disciples pray with him, although they failed and fell asleep, right? But he had others with him, around him, to help him, to pray for him, to pray for this, to pray for God's will for the future. And I think that's another way that we can sort of curb struggles and help us during those times of trials. Pray and have others to pray for us and be around others as well. Godly, biblical Christians that won't judge you but that will lift you up and I think another thing that he did was you know as he was going to the cross he, he focused on the father like you know those seven sayings of Jesus that he did from the cross that he said from the cross the first one was a prayer the last one was a prayer see he kept his eyes upon God upon his father through the trials, through the pain, through the bloodiness that he went through, through the 
cat of nine tails that they probably used for his back, the flagellum. And they ripped his skin and muscle and it was just a, he was just turned into a bloody mess, basically. Pulled out his beard, put a bag over his head and took turns punching him in the face. All of these things, man, it was so much pain. How did he get through that? Well, one of the ways is he kept his eyes he kept communication with the Father. And I think that's huge. Prayer, through Jesus' ministry, prayer was huge. And the disciples wanted some of that. They're like, teach us how to pray. Prayer is so important. It's so powerful. It's so critical in our lives as Christians. It is. I think that's one of the main ways in which Jesus was able to get through and go through all that he went through. Pray, pray, and pray some more. You can never pray too much, honestly. Oftentimes we go through struggles, trials, difficulties, and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm crumbling. I'm, I'm, this is horrible. Everything's bad. I don't see any light. I see just, it's just, just bad. Guys, pray. Just stop. Instead of letting these things go on and on and on and over and over and over again in your head and your mind, Pray. And it'll break that cycle of discouragement. Prayer will break the cycle of discouragement in your mind. It will. Sometimes we don't believe that. And we think, no, 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 I'll do something else. I'll talk to this person or I'll do that or do that. Pray. Seek God. He is the only one who can settle an unsettled heart. He's the only one that can do that deep heart work after all what did jesus say in john 14 27 my peace i give to you my peace i leave with you not as the world gives do i give let your heart not be troubled believe in me and so that true deep peace comes from god and we recognize that and even re realize that when we seek him often especially through trials through struggles and through storms seek him. Amen. God bless you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you next time.